1: Hello and welcome to this week's Discographology Pre-Game, the show where we do what we like and we like what we do. We are more that was going to be mine. Was that? I, that was a great one. I know. I uh, mean,
0: that's the one.
1: That's the I one. know. I should mention, by the way, why I said that. First off, I, we are more of that. Um, and as always, before we get into a deep dive on an album, which next week, as that intro suggested, will be a palate cleanser episode on Andrew W.K.'s debut album, I Get Wet. Um, we like to discuss what we're currently listening to and what's going on with us and and that kind of thing. So that is the, what the pregame episode is. I don't know if anyone want to start us off with what they've been listening to or buying or how's everybody doing. I guess I should say. Haven't talked in a little bit.
2: Well, uh, I don't know about the rest of you. I, I, <laughs> I I've been so, somewhat anxious uh, these last couple of weeks, but um, for listeners. Um, both now and in the future the, uh, we're, we're just coming out, out of the, uh, 2020 presidential election or, uh, and, and I guess in, in the post-election, uh, period. So, um, in, <laughs> in, in, uh, post-election refractory period, I
1: believe.
2: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, I, I went back to my, uh, my high school, uh, roots and, uh, dropped the needle on Rage Against the Machine self-titled, <laughs> which, uh, was, was very comforting. It's
1: because you're like those Trump supporters that were protesting <laughs> outside the ballot place in With Pennsylvania the, or whatever. Killing in the name. Of. Listening to Killing in the Name. <laughs> is that what you? What yeah, which Rage yeah, did yeah. you listen to? Self-titled. Self-titled. It's a good one. What is everybody's favorite Rage album? Logan, what's your favorite Rage album? Um,
3: probably Evil Empire. It's a good one.
2: I I, I vacillate between I, I can't decide cuz Self-Titled is so good and Evil Empire is so good. Uh it, it's it's really hard to 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 pick.
0: I think I would be a poser if I said Battle of Los Angeles, but it's just the one that I've I've listened to the most. The real poser answer is the Covers album, which is not my real answer.
1: <laughs> it's nothing wrong with that. I Battle of Los Angeles was the one that I got into them on, I Mm -hmm. I believe I actually traded somebody in high school for a copy of that CD. And for some reason, I remember when I got it, I thought the single off of it was, um, is it Maria? You know, the one about immigration? Yeah. I don't know why, but I thought that was like the single that was off that album. And so I remember listening to that one repeatedly, (laughs) like, man, I guess this is a pretty good one. I don't really, (laughs) you know. I'm supposed to like this. I'm supposed to like this one, yeah. Yeah, that, I don't know. I like that one. Evil Empire, truthfully, is the one I've probably listened to the least, I would say, out of all three or four.
0: I, I would like to do a discographology on them. I would love that, and I'd love to revisit all that shit. It would give me an, an excuse to really get granular with it. I was yeah. thinking about Rage Against Machine the other day. Yeah. Because be there's like, you
3: know what, three albums and then the covers album and yeah. a live yeah. album or something. Mm-hmm. Is that basically it? So that'd be a that'd be a good one. I'd be down for that. Their
1: oh, yeah. their live stuff, like I find, kind of unspectacular. Like I know I'm sure in like seeing them live is amazing, but like the the couple of live albums they've put out, both are just the kind of standard live album where it's just a band reproducing its songs on stage, which I don't find as interesting as like when a band changes it up. You know. That being said, I think on one of the DVDs they have their performance where they played outside the dnc you know what i'm talking about anybody ah, that like yep. the,
0: it's famous yep. the the protest yeah. performance and that
1: so. performance is actually pretty good like that that is interesting um compared to some of the others which i didn't find that interesting
2: i, I have the battle of los angeles dvd i'll have to pop that in and, and check and see if it has that other that other performance yeah
1: um so you've been listening to that matt anything else you've been did you go did you have you picked uh, up anything or
2: I, well i i bought that thirty three and a third book on uh spider land uh so i i put that on uh today as well as i was as i was doing some work um and uh you know kind of setting the stage to to read that book i, I read the first you know eight, you know five or ten pages um but uh, uh in, enjoying that as well if uh, it, has everyone here listened to spider land any Yes. I have not. Mm. It, yeah, it's definitely worth a, li- uh, a listen. It's, it's. I, I guess I would say that it's interesting. Which uh, we should
3: say it's by Slint. Yeah, uh, for if people yeah, anybody know, that's, uh, that's not yeah, 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 yeah. knowing <laughs> what anybody's talking about, it's Slint is the band. <laughs> Spiderland is the album.
1: Yes, very good. Uh, I don't know what genre you would. What genre would you consider
2: Spiderland? It's what? it's. I don't Is know. it post post rock? Post call rock. It? I don't know. Um, I mean it, it. It was it was earlier than I thought. I believe it's ninety one. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a couple years after that. But um, I,
1: I, now, did Steve Albini record that? He's. I thought he was somewhat associated he, with Slint. I could be. He Same he case.
2: recorded. Tweeze, which was the uh or at least had a hand or was involved in in tweez uh um which was the previous um i don't know if it was a if they called it an ep or, or if it was a full album um but he he was involved in in that production and they're both midwest bands uh you know in kind of the mid and late 80s uh some of the members of slint were in all you know a, a, other bands that that played with uh with Rape Man, um, so, so they they're they're in the uh, in the Albini verse. Okay, um,
1: well, and I don't, I, th- I
2: don't think he recorded Spiderland.
1: I think I because they kind of musically are similar in some ways to like some of those other bands that Albini did record, like Jesus Lizard. Have you, Logan, have you listened to much Jesus Lizard? I I've never really no. gotten into them. I know that some people that really like them really like them, but um, I haven't really I have listened not. to much. Jesus Lizard. I guess I'll, I'll just kind of take it from there. Uh, I, so I've picked up a few things, um, and Blake actually helped me with one of them. So oh, I yeah. was on the REM subreddit, <laughs> and somebody was talking about how there's this new reissue of Out of Time that was a Target exclusive on Yellow Vinyl, and they were saying how- Lemonade. Color yes, lemonade <laughs> vinyl was technically what it was, and they were saying that it despite right. it being you know color vinyl, which uh I know uh, some people have some some thoughts are uh, thoughts on that. I think Logan, you are one of no, you don't mind color vinyl. That's right. It's no, the picture no. disc that you have some yeah. reservations.
3: Well, um, I just as far as listening, like I I think they're good for collecting and everything.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah um so they they said it, it sounded really good and i actually didn't own out of time on vinyl uh so i had ha- happened to see blake uh one night he brought over this new microphone i'm using currently to record
0: and he said he was going it's to- not as good i i wanted the good one back i'm sorry is that really what it was well i mean i have i want to record some things over here and I could I could really really use this. You're doing one. Plus your, it you, are you doing my your jer- jerky
1: boys uh, prank phone call
0: mixes again? Is that what it is? You're going to start doing. I'm doing a. I'm doing a a Rush Limbaugh-style show, and that's why I I need the the classic uh, RE-20-style broadcast microphone.
1: (laughs) So uh, he said he was going to Target, and after he left, I realized I should ask him if he can see if they have that vinyl, and sure enough, they did, so I got that, which now means that my REM vinyl collection is almost complete as far as the things they have reissued on vinyl. I have everything except automatic for the people. Um, up through the stuff they've currently reissued, which I think is monster is the last thing they reissued. Um, some of the later pressings, which there are vinyl copies of are super expensive of like up and reveal some of the later nineties albums, but the out of time sounds pretty good. I realized after I got it that I actually have out of time on CD and cassette as well. I forgot I had it on cassette, (laughs) So it is an album that I own on all three mediums now, uh, just need an 8 track of it i guess i
0: don't think right. they're <laughs> not sure that they were manufacturing no. those in what 92 or 3 o- or whatever. out of
1: time though is a great album i know logan we've talked about the song tex arcana which is on that album that's a good shiny
0: one. happy people is that shiny happy that one people's
1: on? on that one which i prefer over the other dumb r e m song stand i would much rather listen to uh. shiny happy people than stand i don't know why almost oh, okay. definitely for some reason that's it, my it, preference it has the
0: cool intro Wait, which one has the cool intro? that sounds like circus music. Uh,
1: shiny happy people. No. Okay. Yeah. No. Oh they're, no! Well, Are you thinking of the like
3: Stan
0: They both stand, have intros because it has. <laughs> oh, they both do, don't they? I can't.
3: Oh, I, I can't imitate the intro to stand, but it, it has that circusy kind of like.
0: Yeah. You're right. You, they both have that in the three Sh- four. It's crazy. Shiny Happy People has the more has the
1: strings. The
0: right, yeah. It's kind of pretty. And Stand is the more circusy one. That I, Logan's right. I,
1: I know that we, uh, REM doing a, a discography. on REM is is probably way off uh, in the in the distance at some point. But <laughs> um, I I do have to say, out of time. I I like that album, but it is the weirdest album in terms of a cohesiveness. Like. I feel like there's no cohesiveness to that album. Like it's a lot of good songs, but it just none of them seem to gel. Because you got shiny happy people, and then you have like losing my religion. It just
0: there's not a I whole think lot those, of similarity. I mean, production wise, they they sound similar. I think. Yeah. Okay.
1: The other uh, thing I've picked up recently that's uh, come out since we last talked was. They did the release of the new Wilco Summer Teeth reissue.
2: I saw that. I
1: yeah, and uh, I got the C. I opted for the CD version because the vinyl version was like over a hundred dollars, <laughs> because uh, it was like five colored LPs or something. Uh, <laughs> so I got the CD version, which Yikes. was like fifty bucks, which was still quite a bit for CDs, uh, especially a CD that I already own. Um, But it's good. It's got the remastered album, which I haven't listened to as much as the other stuff. It's got a bonus disc of, like, outtakes and such. And then, um, as they did with the Being There reissue, the last Wilco album, it uh, has a live concert from that era, which I actually think is really cool. Uh, Pumpkins did that as well with their reissues, right? Um, Where they did, like, a live concert with some of them. Yeah. And I think yeah. I really like that. I think that's a great idea for bands. Like when you do a reissue of an album to just put a, a live concert from that era with it because it kind of gives you a a cool snapshot of where they are at that time. Um Definitely. Yeah, and the the Wilco Summerteeth one uh, it's it's good. Um, I mean, if you're a Wilco fan, it's it's something you would probably definitely like. Uh, there is one song on there that I really, I've never, heard, I've never even heard of this song. And I've, you know, I've got various Wilco
2: bootlegs and stuff. I, I, I and was, so was going to ask how many outtakes you didn't already have. Oh, that quite, were, there are
1: quite a few. I mean, I, nothing on there had been released as far as the bonus disc, but there was one song that I had never heard of called Viking Dan. And I was listening to it, and I was like, "This, this is really good." And I was, I went to a Wilco message board that I sometimes frequent, and somebody on there brought up, they're like, "I think Viking Dan means Vicodin," and I was like, "Oh, okay, uh, that makes a lot of sense." That's, that's, <laughs> the I, amount of drugs they were doing at the time, including I, Vicodin. I was
2: wondering if he was a major player in the Viking scene,
1: <laughs> but it's like Jeff Tweedy just screaming about. <laughs> Matt, Vic- I just
0: got
2: that. <laughs> It's just that,
1: screaming about Viking joke. Dan, and so I was like, I, uh, I don't know what this means. Oh, it's Vicodin. Um, other than that... And did you know that when it snows, that's about cocaine? <laughs> I'm not good on picking up the drug metaphors. Other than uh, list uh, or buying those things, I've been listening to actually our Halloween mixes um, still, even though Me it's not too. Halloween anymore. When- uh, Interesting. I, I've really, since uh, the, the Halloween mix episodes, which, if you haven't listened to those, go back a few episodes. Um, I've really gotten into the Dead Z song, Logan. Thank you. You're welcome. And the Typo Negative as well. Those two have been yeah, kind of on I my repeat. Yeah. And then I, I did want to do one shout-out real quick, and then I'll pass it off because I've been talking enough, uh, about a new band that I've been listening to. Blake, it uh, seems like a band might be up your alley. Have you heard of this band, Biaba Doobie?
0: Um, <laughs> Such a that, strange it word. Sounds, so I think my wife is into th- them. It's a band? It is, well, it could be just a, a singer, but I, I don't know. It's It's very Charlie Bliss-like. Oh, okay. I, I literally think that vinyl is is on my wall right now, but I've never heard it. But you'd have to ask Jessica Yeah, check, about check it. it out. Uh, I mean, if
1: you like Charlie Bliss, I think you would like it. Beabadoobie. Uh, I
0: fucking... Charlie Bliss is the best thing you ever uh, well, gave me as far as recommendations. I, I don't know if
1: I can give this one as enthusiastic of a recommendation, <laughs> but it is good, and I like it. And uh, it is another of a whole slate of female-fronted rock bands uh, that have just been killing it lately and i i, I don't nice. mean to necessarily say female fronted in the way of like you know women in music women am in music I right? but but the, it seems like rock music as of late has been uh, somewhat uh rescued by uh well, yeah. many awesome bands that have in the words of SD Heim.
0: As Esty said, women are making the best rock music. That is true, pretty much. Uh,
1: anyway, that's what I've been doing. Somebody else talk. Uh, Blake, uh, what have you been doing? Or look? Um,
0: I won't spend a long time on this, but did anyone besides me catch the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony? I no. just listened to Trent's uh, yeah. Acceptance and then also Depeche Mode. Yeah, Depeche Mode and Trent were interesting. The others I wasn't as interested in. Doobie Brothers, um, and I already forgot who else. (laughs) Um, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top is surprisingly into Depeche Mode. Um, Maybe they share tastes in synthesizers. I don't know. He keeps a synth under that beard.
1: (laughs) Not many people know that.
0: Good grief. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so there is a whole, you know... Nine Inch Nail segment that uh, my wife and I wed ourselves for. That was pretty fun. I'd, I'd recommend checking it out. Um, <laughs> Miley Cyrus was interviewed about them for some reason, and a bunch of other people. Anyway, stuff I've gotten lately. So it's been uh, forever since we've recorded one of these pregames and talked about what we've got. Um, just to hit the highlights, my wife and I had what we called a vinyl versary so it was our third wedding anniversary which is um, i believe traditionally leather Hell so yeah. she gave me leather i i gave to her my lace um no be, because uh because we're both uh uh is this some I'm kind of cuffs and collars kind of situation <laughs> it's a cop. they got me cop movies um I'm a vegetarian, she's a pescatarian, so we're not doing the, instead of leather, we did vinyl. It's more fun anyway. Um and she got me something I've been wanting for a long ass time. Um 9 inch nails the fragile deviations. Um Logan, you know what I'm talking about. I do. This thing is a is a fucking monster. It's amazing. It took me like four sittings to listen to it. What is it like 3 hours long, Logan? Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. It's, it's instrumentals, uh, outtakes, alternate versions from the fragile and like expanded all like crazy. These four 180 gram di- it should be a boxed set because these four one eighties discs are about to break <laughs> this poor gatefold, uh, uh, sleeve. <laughs> um, it, but, uh, despite that, it's, it's still really, really cool art. Um, awesome, awesome discs that, that don't tell you what you're getting, you have to kind of match the color of the the label sticker with like this uh, color legend on a little insert. <laughs> um, you know, it's one of it's one of those wacky ass Trent Reznor things. Um, but I thought it fucking slapped. It was so fun to listen to some of my favorite songs in uh, in instrumental form, in alternate form.
1: Does it um, does it have that quiet version? I think they call it of "Day the World Went Away."
0: No, that's uh, – I think that's on the remix album of The Fragile called uh, Things Falling Apart. Yeah. I could be mm-hmm. wrong. It's, um, I got her my, – my gift to her on Vinylversary was that that Robin thing I talked about a bunch. Uh, Robin self-titled um, Record Store Day. So I paid – well, I won't, I won't say what I paid because she'll listen to this, but I, <laughs> half I the, paid Half more, your mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> if I had a mortgage. I paid more than I would have paid you know, if our record stores had gotten it, but not not too bad. It wasn't wasn't too terrible. I I don't know, they made like two thousand of those or something. Um what else? Oh we went to um that was a while ago. Uh, we went to Relics more recently, which is a, a flea market antique shop. Um Josh probably knows what I'm talking about. This is the place I think they have more more good vinyl maybe than any of the other flea markets around. Um, oh, most definitely and there was so much we wanted to get but didn't get uh i've been wanting gogo's beauty and the beat for a long time and they had one that the disc was good but the the sleeve was like warped possibly from water damage so i, I didn't get it
2: i passed on oh, that ahead. exact copy of
0: <laughs> you of the know beat. I, yes you I know do. and it was sad cuz i wanted but we uh we came home with uh madonna self-titled Ooh, uh, and get the knack
2: mm. nirvana I looked at both of those records. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean we, we, we all, similar, we're yeah. all
0: we're all we're all looking at the same records in that that one booth, I'm sure. Um there there were some good ones in there. Uh Jessica finally got the the Crow uh uh re-release or I don't know if it's the first, first oh, time on vinyl soundtrack to the Crow. I still want to get that. Yeah, it's it's got a cool uh, like splatter thing going on on it. Um then she may forced me to watch that movie against my will um it's it's an interesting movie you know (laughs) um i i too was listening to the halloween mixes a lot since last we did one of these pre-games i haven't i haven't been listening to them so much it's in november i've just kind of been stewing in my own anxiety um and i think my last bit of vinyl news uh the first of dozens of taylor swift vinyl discs i undoubtedly ordered uh late at night has shipped according to an email i just got so her uh album folklore that came out mid summer has has uh has just now shipped and that was the plan all along it's not it's not like it's late or something but um i'll finally be getting that um honorable mentions things i've listened to not on vinyl um anyone out there ever listened to king diamond
2: (laughs) i i know king diamond King Diamond is fun, it's,
0: yeah. It is fun. It's not something that I would I would seek out on my own, but I went on my friend Tom's new podcast, and uh, he had me listen to it so we could talk about the King Diamond uh, debut album, Fatal Portrait. It's a metal. Uh, it's metal, um, and <laughs> uh, you know, like uh, you know, plays with uh, satanic themes and all that. Uh, you know, fun, fun Halloweeny stuff. I
1: I once got trapped in stick it. Uh, stick it in your ear or one of our local record shops uh w- when i was in there one evening and the guy working the counter was playing a king Diamond album and he just started nice. trying to explain to me the story of the album like what it was about
0: <laughs> oh yeah so and I they all have like yeah. stories yeah
1: and he like wouldn't let me like not sit there and listen to him tell me like what every song it had something to do <laughs> with a grandma maybe that was possessed. Uh,
0: the 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 one we listened to had something to do with like a dead baby, and then I think he like <laughs> he imitates the dead child's cry toward the end of the album, and it's it's creepy stuff, folks. Um, he, he he's got a wild voice; it's really out there. Um, for my for my pop heads out, out there, I'm going to recommend uh Dua Lipa's uh recent-ish album Future Nostalgia. It kind of bangs, but yeah, that that's it for me. Cool. That's all I got. Logan? Uh, I think
3: the last thing that I purchased, I picked up a vinyl copy of Idols Ultramano, Mono. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that came out in September of this year. And uh, that's a nice swift kick in the family jewels. Uh, I like that <laughs> album uh, quite a bit. I have been listening to Oliver Tree's "Ugly Is Beautiful" album. That
0: oh, I started listening to that. I can't wait to get more into it. Yeah, it's it's
3: crazy album. Um, I ended up getting sucked down some weird rabbit hole and pre-ordered a graphic novel by Oliver Tree called (laughs) "What Oliver Tree Versus Little Ricky Alien Boys," (laughs) and what the hell? He he claims it's his magnum opus. And it's the best story that he's ever written, and he's been working on it a long time. So I, I was like, "I still
0: don't understand this guy fully." One of you guys will have to sit me down and tell me the uh, the full lore behind Oliver Tree and what his whole deal is. Oh,
3: I think he's just a human meme at this point. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea.
0: Yeah, he is a forgotten. Look, a forgotten look up the Timonero
3: video,
1: Blake, extension. if you have it that we mentioned in the Halloween episode where he's doing the jump off of his roof. Uh, with his scooter. It's pretty
0: good. I think I tried to find it, but couldn't. Yeah, just link me to it later. Okay. But speaking of graphic novels, I uh, this is kind of
3: off subject, but uh, I'm still excited about it, is I wasn't able to pick one up in store, so I had to order it off of eBay, so I had to pay a little extra, I'm sure, but it's the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic that's coming out called The Last mm. Ronin. It's supposed to be a pretty big deal, and um, I don't know. It's supposed to be like... The Ninja Turtles version of like The Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller. It's mm, supposed to wow. be this really, you know, big turn in the story and it's set in the future. So I don't know. I'm really excited for that. Um I've been listening to and this was kind of back around like Halloween, not so much in no- November, but I was listening to the Silent Hill two original soundtrack by Akira Yamaoka. You have it's that on a, vinyl, don't you? I do. Um and that's from based off you know it's the music from the playstation 2 game uh it's a video game but it's a wonderful does it hold up oh yeah trip hop kind of nightmare of an album um it's a really really great music akira yamaoka is just a really great uh musician great guitar player and is able to create a mood and also just create these really scary and nightmarish sounds uh so it's weird um And then I've just been down this – I'm really uh, anxious for this new Smashing Pumpkins album to drop. And I I think at one point I referred to it, but I mispronounced it. It is, in fact, pronounced Seer, which is C-Y-R, Seer. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a 20-track album that's coming out at the end of this month. um, And they've released a bunch of songs already. And uh, I've really been liking them. So I'm excited for that to come out. And they also announced that they're going, after that, uh, they're going to release the sequel, a sequel to not only Melancholy, but Machina as well. So there's going mm. to be a new 33-track sequel album to the Melancholy and Machina album. So I guess this will complete the trilogy that, who knows? I don't know. Whatever. Tr- but
1: trilogy? Oh, because uh, Machina 1, Machina 2?
3: No, I think Machina is all going to be like one thing, but it's, I think he's trying to make like the three big albums that he's put out is Melancholy, Machina, and then this final huge album that's going to be the sequel to it. So I think there's going to be a trilogy of albums within the Smashing Pumpkins discography. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see where he, where they take that and if they're if they're going to pull that off and... What that's going to be, so I'm excited. It's a it's a weird, very prolific, strange time to be a, a pumpkins fan. That uh, psh, you never know what's going to happen.
1: Well, so and that's especially cool. wasn't Billy Corgan's last solo album? Wasn't it a double album?
3: Yeah, <laughs> dude's just like cranking out music, and it's and I think what it's a weird. I think a lot of people just like instantly hear it, and they're just like, "Well, that's not like you know, insert whatever." nostalgic pumpkins vibe you want that doesn't sound like that so they write it off but i think when they come back to it and let it sink in a little bit they're like oh this is actually really good or is ahead of its time but i don't know you know people it comes around to them whenever
1: it naturally comes to them so uh but i've been enjoying it I uh I didn't I haven't really listened to much of the the last Billy Corgan solo. Um, the Cotillions is that what it's called? The, I would think one. you would like that one. I it's know very and, uh, folky, I know it's folky and very yeah, I, uh, I, very Americana road yeah. trip. I actually got into his one before that, the Ogi Lala, the one that's very piano heavy. I got into that yeah. one a little later than I think everybody else. I actually picked it up on vinyl probably like two years after it came out, I think. It was yeah. a lot later than everybody else. But uh, I actually really liked that one um, quite a bit. And uh, I've only heard the one single off this new Pumpkin stuff, which I think is, th- I heard, I know he's put out like quite a few singles, but the the one I heard was the title track, I guess. Yeah, Seer. Seer, um, which uh, it, it is different than like especially if you think of the last Bumpkins album, the Shiny You know So Bright, how it was like very guitar heavy, like at least the singles, like Solara. Mm-hmm. And and this single is not like that. Um, mm-hmm. it is not guitar heavy uh as much as that that was for sure. It's more um, synth heavy. Uh it's yeah. very much like
3: uh an adore meets future embrace solo album kind of matchup um mm-hmm. which i think is pretty it's not like unlike anything he's done before so um but i re- i really like it yeah uh yeah. the color the color of your love uh is a really good one too and ano satana that's a good one but anyway um i've been listening to a lot of the the artists that we're going to be covering next but we will be revealing that at the end of this
0: episode is that right didn't we reveal it at the end of women and music
1: no, so we, no, revealed
0: we revealed what the palette episode. cleanser is. Oh, that's right. But okay. not yeah,
1: yeah, the yeah, next yeah, artist. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess we could talk about the palette cleanser real quick. So next week we will be talking about Andrew W.K. And We're going to get wet, folks. debut album, we I Getting Get wet, wet, which I imagine all of us have been listening to, although probably some of us more than the others, because I think Blake, uh-huh. Logan, I guess we'll talk about it in that episode, but I, I think you guys are much more familiar with that album than maybe Matt and I. Um, oh yeah. So uh, yeah. So join us. Uh, is that is that it for this one? We need to talk about anything well, else.
3: I um, wanted to uh, mention uh, some things going on in Springfield. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it yeah. was uh, pretty cool. I've been seeing pictures from the Outland Odyssey Lounge, uh, which is what we used to know as uh, front of house, or as hmm. what some people used to know as the High Life. Uh, but it's connected to the Outland and also the Outland Ballroom. Uh, but they've done a complete remodel, and uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the pictures, but there's a giant moon in the window now that's, like, on the on the wall that looks yeah. pretty awesome. Uh, it's very noticeable wow. from the street, uh, hmm. which I think is neat. But I've also heard that they're going to be serving pizza and uh, from <laughs> Big Slice and ice cream. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was cool. I mean, if I know that they're having like you know masks and like limited, I guess number of people in. But do you guys think that Springfield local music will ever be
0: the same again?
1: Ever? I mean, I mean hopefully one day when, when in things... in
0: like a year, maybe. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like everywhere, not not just Springfield. Like the face of of music is. Is totally changed and and who knows who can say did did they show uh what the what the stage is looking like do they still have that um i think it's just looking like
3: very you know minimal and i don't think that they have that like what it looked like a a big semi truck backing up it to it or something <laughs> loading, dock <laughs> loading dock yeah uh, we, we played the loading dock. i don't think it looks like that anymore um but i know that okay. they've done a lot of remodeling i think the bar is now like on the other side of the room and uh but yeah. that should be interesting but uh if there's anyone out there that's listening if if you guys are or gals are in a band that uh is around springfield you know what do you got what do you all think about uh local music and how it will continue to exist and maybe get through these Tough times. Uh, and anyone can yeah. email us at uh, band at gmail.com and you could let us know what you think. And we'd love to uh, maybe strike up a conversation about it. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. Also, slide uh, in them DMs.
3: Right. So <laughs> just slide on in there. Uh, we do not accept any explicit uh, pictures. Um, <laughs> stop sending them. Stop sending them. We've been getting them nonstop
0: and I- I've had enough. Uh, before we go uh, I'm getting something in my earpiece right now um, sounds like
2: I'm uh, getting
0: I'm getting a, a Billy alert I'm getting a Billy Eilish alert um, they're telling me a new Billy song and video dropped today the day we're recording this it's called therefore I am turns out I've already watched the video <laughs> if, if you if, if you'd humor me, I, I'd like to give a jo You know how Josh used to do the run, <laughs> the rundowns of the Heim videos? I thought it would be fun if I did that real quick because I wonder if, if this video owes, owes a debt to to the Heim style video where it's a one continuous shot following the artist running and walking around. It's very interesting. Uh, it's a definitely a quarantine style video uh, and a fun song. Um, in which Billy walks and runs around an empty mall. Somebody with like a, a steady cam or whatever uh, follows her around. Uh, so totally empty shopping mall. Uh, one long shot. She goes to Auntie Ann's, jumps behind the counter, and takes a pretzel, runs around with the pretzel. Does and she then get goes the cheese
1: sauce and... with the pretzel?
0: No, no, no <sighs> sauce. I was, I was offended by that. Yeah. She didn't get the cheese. Gotta get the cheese. She. Though. Jumps behind a donut counter grabs a donut. She goes to a hot dog on a stick and gets herself some lemonade. Um, she uh, grabs some chips from Chipotle. She's uh, just stealing from the food court. There's like an entire I, mall of things to go get. I has
3: she not I'm seen Dawn of the
1: Dead? <laughs> I also feel like this, this 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 is a lot of product placement. Does she prominently no, turn say, the cup from Chipotle? I'm not to sure.
0: Screen? <laughs> I'm not sure if this video was sponsored by the Food Court Association <laughs> of America, or, or if they're in on it, or, or what. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem cynical, but it is, it's something to think on. Um, it, it's directed by Bill herself. I guess she directs all her videos now, uh, the, at least the last several. Then it ends with uh, someone in security yelling at her to leave the mall. Uh, not much to it, but but fun stuff. I'd recommend checking out. Therefore, I am. Well, welcome back to the Billy Eilish podcast, uh, where we talk all
1: Billy all the time.
0: J- join <laughs> no, join me on Billycast. Billy That's Cast. a separate podcast. Uh, I painted my nails green, and they're long. <laughs> yeah, and they got to be pointy.
3: Do we have Uh, a update on the our album that
0: we're recording, uh, guys?
3: I feel like uh,
0: here's my update. We should finish it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we've been pretty
3: busy with uh, podcasting,
0: and we have, and all of us basically
1: sitting on the edge of our seats, awaiting to see what happens with the downfall of America. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that too. That too. I think. I think we've all been uh, stressed a little bit. Uh,
3: God, I have no comment on that.
0: I, I know. It's st- not not to get political. I, I have a comment. We're not ga- it fucking yeah.
2: sucks. <laughs> it does.
0: I mean, we don't even have to be political to say it's a stressful fucking time and it sucks ass. But
2: And uh, and to that point, as we as we were saying on, on the uh on the Twitter earlier, just be excellent to each other and uh <laughs> <laughs> and party hard my dudes. But,
3: Did yes, I miss something on Do we have a do we have a flame war? Do we, do we, have, we have a, flame
0: a war? No, no. Oh, I wish. Okay, I wish someone was like, I'm can suck it." No, I, I don't want. Any,
1: I don't want Let's anyone start to podcast say. Podcast beef? Are you there? Pod? More like, are you there? Oh. I don't know. Yeah, you guys got beef not with C. us? Let us know.
3: <laughs> email, email us, us. more of that band hey. at gmail.com. Just
0: not uh, explicit Chapo. pictures. Chapo Trap House. More like Crapo <laughs> Crap House. If you don't like what I'm saying, come on our <laughs> podcast and debate it with me. I'm Call, calling you out. Care of Blake. All right. Um, should we go to the last-minute plugs or something? Sure. Well, uh,
2: you can check us out on Twitter, at Pod, and you can check me out. I am Edward James Almost.
0: Oh, we have an Instagram now. I was going to oh. plug it. But you go I know. ahead. I was going to let you do it. It's
3: go. It is. We'll, we'll say it in, in unison one, two, three at more of that presents. <laughs> I, you I didn't say it in unison because I thought I would screw it up. Uh, no, it's all right. No, we do have a new it's Instagram. Fine. Blake is correct, and it is at, Insta- <laughs> <laughs> at Instagram at Instagram.com. Instagram.
2: WWW <laughs> at
3: more of that presents. Yeah, we would love for you to come join
0: us. We have some fun things going on there. Logan's being modest. He's done a really bang-up job of, of adminning that that particular Instagram because I'm too busy running like 50 other ones right now.
3: <laughs> we also do have a YouTube. Uh, we don't have like... A handle or anything because you know, I don't think we have enough videos or like you know, likes or yeah. whatever. Friends, uh, <laughs> so if you'd like to subscribe, you could let us you could hit us up and maybe we could uh get that arranged. But if you search for us, more of that presents discography on YouTube, you'll find our stuff. It's also linked to my YouTube account, Logan Williams Music, if you'd like to check that out. And we are on Bandcamp. What is that? More of that band.
0: com.
3: Yep, more of that. Bandcamp.com.
1: And also uh, you can go to Spotify and search more of that and you can find both our previous album uh well the only album that's on there uh which has 10 of our songs but also i have put our halloween playlist kind of all together there and it also links to the podcast on spotify if for some reason i guess if you're listening to the podcast you don't need to also listen to the podcast but anyway
0: (laughs) if you prefer to listen to it through spotify you can find it there as well but our music is there too um, if you need a Halloween, pl- an ultimate Halloween playlist right. that lasts like twenty hours in the middle of November, uh, you can't do much better than, <laughs> than the one we've got up there. I Will actually... it last? Last until if if you listen to one song a day, would it last till the next
3: Halloween?
1: I don't It might. I don't know. Also, though, I mean, if you do need other playlists, I I will make a quick personal plug, which is I believe if you go to that Halloween playlist that's linked through our band page, it actually shows it as being created by my personal Spotify. And if you go to that, I've got tons of playlists for occasions on there, including I have a fall playlist that has about 35 songs Uh, all about fall and autumn.
0: If you, for some reason, need a seasonal playlist. Is there any Fountains of Wayne on there?
1: I don't think there is, actually. You're, is there you're a of Wayne song about fall?
0: Such a poser, I
3: man. don't know enough Fountains of Wayne to you know. Do you have any kind of bath time playlist? Or <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> uh, I, ducky, I, you're I will the say, one? actually,
1: some of my favorite playlists to do on there, and I could spend a lot of time talking about this, is like historical music playlists for different music scenes. So I have like a Britpop playlist of just 90s Britpop Um I have like a playlist to go with the book Meet Me in the Bathroom that's all about the 2000s wow. New York rock scene and among others. But you speaking know, you know of New York rock,
0: who needs that playlist? My wife and Josh Arnett calling you out. They, they're both into that book. I've never read if it. If they
1: just search Meet Me in the Bathroom, they will find a playlist I made of all the
0: songs mentioned in that book. Make, be very careful about how you search Meet Me in the Bathroom. <laughs> don't hey, do but, it on but Craigslist. Speaking
1: of rock and roll in New York City in the early 2000s, that gets us to next week's topic yeah which is the 2001 album i get wet by mr andrew wilkes Creer. is it Creer or crier crier i don't know wk let's not spoil but uh name. yeah join us next week when we'll be breaking down that album for palate cleanser
0: that's all thanks right? everybody yeah see you next week thanks for listening bye